0: Um, if you want to open your Bibles to Luke chapter 22, and I just want to read a few of the verses here where Jesus institutes the Lord's Supper, make some observations, and then uh, hopefully make some applications for us as we go into um, taking of the Lord's Supper. So we'll read verses 1 through 7, and then jump down to verse... 14 and go through verse 23. Luke 22, 1 through 7, and then we'll jump to 14. It says, Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew near, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to put him to death, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered in Judas, uh, called Iscariot, who was of the number of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers how he might betray him to them. And they were glad and agreed to give him money. So he consented and sought an opportunity to betray him to them in the absence of a crowd. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jumping down to verse 14. When the hour came, he reclined at table and the apostles with him. And likewise, the cup, after they had eaten, saying, This cup is poured out for you in the new covenant, or is the new covenant, in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man goes as has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to question one another which of them it could be who was going to do this. We learn in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 25 that Judas continuing on um, in the story, directly asks Jesus if it's him that's going to betray him, betray Jesus. And Jesus says that it is so. But I just want to, with you uh, for a moment, imagine what it would have been like to be Judas at this scene. We learned in verse 3 that Judas had a moment of decision to betray Jesus before this meal had ever come. And it seems like even days leading up to this meal. Judas has a moment of decision to betray Christ, and he chooses to do so. It says that Satan entered into his heart. And you can imagine Judas stirring over this decision. How am I going to make this happen? Is anybody going to find out? Am I going to get away with it? You can imagine the thoughts that might have been going in through his head, leading up to this meal. And while contemplating the details of this plan, maybe throughout the days leading up to the Passover meal, you've now come to the table of the Passover meal with Christ and the other disciples, whom you know so well. But this Passover is unlike any Passover you might have shared with Christ before. At this particular meal, Christ says something a little bit peculiar. He says, that the emblems, the bread and the wine that once were unique and specific to the Passover, now represent him. Perhaps this would have caused some pause for Judas, but I think what certainly would have caught Judas off guard is the fact that Jesus um, calls him out (laughs) and says that one of them at the table is going to betray him. And you can imagine, if you're Judas and you've been stirring over this decision to betray Jesus, you've made that decision maybe days ago, you can imagine the, the physical reaction, emotions you might have in that moment. Your heart starts racing, feel a little bit of fear, anxiety. And we know that at this point, Judas still allows Satan to have control over his heart, because in John chapter 13 and verse 27, Jesus hands him the piece of bread and it says that, Satan entered into the heart of Judas again and he leaves. He flees the scene. I think we all know how this story ends. Judas sees that Jesus is condemned. He's remorseful. He returns the money to the chief priests and elders and he ultimately hangs himself in Matthew 27. With this perspective in mind, this morning I just want to pose this question, this thought as we come to the table together. When you come to the Lord's table, what is it that you see? For Judas, at this specific Passover, he came face to face with two very important people, Christ and himself. Judas didn't know that Christ was going to change the meaning of the emblems of the Passover, and he didn't know that he was going to confront him about his betrayal but that happened Judas came into the feast ignorant yet fully knowing the control that Satan had over him much like Judas this morning as we partake we come face to face with Christ we however unlike Judas are not ignorant of its confrontational nature We know what's expected of us. We know we are to examine ourselves. Paul encourages us to do so in 1 Corinthians 11. He says, Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. When you read these verses, it sounds a lot like Judas, doesn't it? Whoever eats in an unworthy or maybe dishonorable synonymous term there, that was Judas. Guilty of the body and the blood, that was Judas. Bring judgment to ourselves, that was Judas. As we come to the table this morning, what is it that you see when you look face to face with Christ? and face-to-face with yourself. Do you see betrayal? Do you see a need for repentance? Judas saw that. There's no doubt Judas saw that. Judas didn't repent, though. Judas came face-to-face with Christ. He came face-to-face with what his decision was, his betrayal, himself. And ultimately, he fled the scene. He left. This morning, thinking about this thought and kind of putting yourself in the shoes of judas my encouragement to all of us is that as we come to the table we don't hide ourselves from christ my encouragement that as we talked about this morning in blake's lesson is that we humbly come face to face with him we acknowledge his body which was broken for us we remember the covenant of his blood reverently And also my encouragement, I think Paul's encouragement, 1 Corinthians 11, is that we come face-to-face with ourselves. That we examine ourselves in a worthy manner. We discern our relationship to Christ. We discern our relationship to his sacrifice. Let's not be like Judas and flee flee the scene, so to speak. Let's be present. Let's come face-to-face with him. Come face-to-face with ourselves. And let's not leave undone what Judas left undone. Let's repent. We need to repent. Let's bring ourselves face to face with Christ. And as we partake this morning, let's come humbly and penitently, if necessary, to the table and properly examine the sacrifice of Christ and our relationship to him.